Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country. To do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Folks, there's so much going on in the news. It is just hard to handle it all. Now, yesterday we had on James Edwards' first hour, the politicalcesspool.org, doing a phenomenal job. We talked about the New York governor absolutely out of control, says she's watching your social media channels. If you live in New York, you have to soon watch what you say because Kathy Hochul, the governor, is watching to make sure no one feels insulted by what you say. Yeah, the governor of the Empire State announced that, quote, in response to a rise in hate crimes and instances of harassment, the state of New York will increase, quote, staffing to the FBI, Joint Terrorism Task Force. Governor Hochul has directed an additional $2.5 million dollars Uh, to the New York State Police to deploy what they call 10 additional investigators in New York City, Albany, Buffalo, and Rochester, ensuring the state police has a, quote, presence in all investigative groups and areas relating to uh, this hate online stuff. Now, this is insane. They say we need to make sure New Yorkers are protected from domestic and international threats. But the problem with her uh, efforts is she has no authority to spend that kind of money. Where's the legislative efforts? Where's the law? She doesn't make the law. The problem with this is now you're getting harassment from the state of New York. Because at what point will it just be New Yorkers with inside the New York jurisdiction versus what point will it be, well, This was read in New York. This was distributed across state lines via the Internet to New York. Folks, this is a slippery slope like you would not believe. And if it wasn't just New York, all government agencies are on the offensive, literally declaring a virtual war on we the people. If they disagree with what you say, it is a terrorist act, a domestic threat. Okay, they're lying to you. This has got to stop. In fact, it's so bad in New York that a man in New York City got charged. Yeah, here's what happened. The man tried to stop another homeless man from attacking and robbing a woman on a subway. Well, the attacker didn't get in trouble. The guy trying to stop the attacker got in trouble. 
what is happening around here. Even it's so bad now, lawbreaking in America. A California sheriff is speaking out boldly saying, hey, I tried to block shoplifters from stealing and Target blocked us. So we found out people were stealing at Target. We went there as law enforcement to try to take care of it and Target blocked us. You don't believe me? Go check out the Epoch Times. It is insane. We do have a little bit of good news on the front, though. And this person's name is Havy Rassanen, I think it is. Acquitted, finally, over, quote, hate speech for sharing a Bible verse. So this person shared a Bible verse, got sued for hate speech, and finally one is acquitted. But I mentioned to you this was just a defensive effort. When you're acquitted, it doesn't mean you won. It just means they didn't prosecute you for hate speech. No hate speech. But what about the repercussions? What about defending yourself? What about the time, the money, the harassment? The It continues to go on. Now, there's a shame, shame, shame on Steve Scalise, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Scalise, we must, quote, federally mandate voter identification laws in the United States. Shame on you. I get that you feel like it's a crisis, Steve, and you're right about the crisis part. What you're wrong about is that the general government has that kind of authority over elections. Elections are state and local issues. If you don't believe me, think about what a precinct is, Steve. States are in charge of elections, not the general government. That's why each state must certify elections. That's why eventually Congress certifies the elections. There is a plan, a process here a check and balance here and having the federal government just take over control of anything that's wrong is the hegelian dialectic dishonest communist disaster steve and you're falling into that trap buddy i don't mean to attack you i mean to highlight principle don't go down that road because it's based on flawed logic anyway we have great news as well there was a truck driver driving down the road he saw a choking woman parked to the side of the road and she put up her hands and showed the universal choking sign he literally pulled over quickly saved her life here's the cool part he then says don't call me a hero her angels and my angels got together and it worked out not even taking credit for his heroic act what a real example of service and love and kindness now, our guest today, or co-host, if you will, is Eldon Stahl, well-known regional director for the John Birch Society. Welcome to the show, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. You're on the radio. Oh, great to be here. All right. There's an interesting company in South Carolina. They're, they're an extermination company, you know, a pest control company, and they have a question for you. They want to pay you. 2500 bucks, Eldon, if you let exterminators release 100 roaches in your house and they want to watch what happens, are you in? No. <laughs> That's what I said. That's what James said. Absolutely not. Have you lost your mind? Who wants all the 100 roaches in your house? 
to watch what would happen to me, it means the house could look, those things are diseased, man. This is dangerous. I don't even know why you would propose something like that, but they want to see what's going to happen and all that. Now, if you give me enough to go ahead and abandon the house or destroy the house afterwards, I might do something. Uh, but uh, the, the idea is just insane. I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Anyway, then last hour or yesterday, second hour, I interviewed Ken Cromar from prison. You know Ken, right, Eldon? Ken, um, maybe not. Ken, Ken Cromar, he's the guy that lost his house to the IRS and the 75-man SWAT team went to his uh, house and attacked him. To learn more, go oh. to Miracles and God we trust.com. He's a Utah citizen right here in Utah County. The sheriff should okay. have defended him. Yeah. But the fact is they want to jail us all. Anyway, we talked about that. We also talked about Glenn Beck writes letter to Israel trying to be a dual citizen. I have a problem with that whole scenario, Eldon. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the dual citizenship type of a thing. Um, although, of course, some countries recognize that, and uh, but you know that's up to them. The main reason I have a problem with it is it comes down to allegiance. You know, what happens when Israel has a view or the American people have a view and they're different? For example, in America, you have the right to keep and bear arms, and that right shall not be infringed. It's codified in the Constitution in the Bill of Rights, uh, God-given Second Amendment rights of self-defense. Governments just put on notice that they need to obey that God-given right because we look to God. Israel has no such rule. Uh, yeah, you can get guns with special government permission and everything else, but it's not even close to the same. So if you have dual allegiance, which do you believe in? And if you believe in our Second Amendment, you don't believe in the Israel plan. If you believe in the Israel plan, you don't believe in our plan. See, the problem is jurisdiction. The problem is allegiance, Eldon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's why, of course, we, you know, you, you can't really be, we have the natural born citizenship type of a thing with the, with the president you have to be you know not holding allegiance to another country and your parents <laughs> can't hold allegiance to another country so there's concerns there yeah anyway there you have it i thought that was kind of uh, interesting to say the least i just i just find it strange now there's another big battle yeah. going on about the jews and I don't really like to talk much okay. about the Jews uh, because, again, you know what? We disagree with the Jews. We believe Christ came. They don't believe Christ came. They believe we're deceived. But you know what? Um, people, Glenn Beck asks why the Jews are so hated, and he gives all these reasons. And I believe I agree it's a question that demands an answer. But his reasons, you know, he says, so why are Jews so historically hated? And he goes into all these different five views that I disagree with. He talks about it's because they're successful. It's because they're this and that and that and the other. I don't agree with that. First off, I don't hate the Jews. Uh, I believe they're wrong on Christ. They believe he didn't come. I believe he did, and they missed the mark. But we can agree to disagree on that. We don't have to fight about that. A lot of people say, well, Jews rule the world and control the world financially. <laughs> I believe to some eh, degree they do. No. They do. There's there's leadership that are Jews that own a lot of things. But that's just friends and family working together on something. That's not a racial thing. In fact, are Jews even a race? I guess if you believe in the 12 tribes of Judah, they're one of the tribes. It's a religious view. 
but I don't hate the Jews. Do you do, Eldon? No, why would you hate the Jews? Introducing Amen. PrepStartsNow.com, your ultimate guide to readiness and peace of mind. We offer practical preparedness tools, training, and education to take your family's household readiness to the next level. Browse the prep shop for essential products, check out our planning guides, and stay informed with our prep blog. Visit PrepStartsNow.com and subscribe to our emails for exclusive offers, new products, and future events. Remember, preparedness begins with PrepStartsNow.com. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then, the more they use the lie, the more they reproduce the lie. The more spiritual power they get. Now look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. That power protects the cells of the beast from prosecution. Why isn't Hillary in prison? She is protected. We must restore our national relationship with God. Truth is sacred in the kingdom, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Yeah, Kelly. Kelly's not going to be able to. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. You got Sam Bushman. You got Eldon Stahl. You got Brian Rust. RustCouldn'tGift.com. Kelly's not going to be with us today, huh, Brian? It left the message that he couldn't make it today. What's he off doing? Spending all of his gold and silver and platinum and yes, palladium yes. and everything? Yeah, I think so. I think that. Oh, good. <laughs> Somebody's got to be spending money because the economy is suffering, Brian. Yeah, there you go. No doubt about it. <laughs> All right. Where's gold sitting, Brian? Uh, gold sitting at around 1990. That's up, huh? That's up, yep. 1990. Silver? Uh, 2405. Again, up quite a bit. That's yeah, good news the, in my that's good news in my opinion, Brian. Yeah, we're on the the yo-yo up. See, it, the yo-yo down, the yo-yo up. It's kind of a the yo-yo game. It kind of up and down, up and down. Hey man, what do you say to that, Eldon? Gold and silver are up a little bit. That means the dollar's down, right? Well, I guess. Uh, so I guess it depends on what you, whether you want to hold your assets in dollars or, or gold, <laughs> uh, or silver, or dollars. I want to hold my asset in this principle called equity, Brian. Yeah, yeah, I want to hold gold. Japan, all the people in Japan have been buying up gold heavily. So that's a, uh, you know, a big mark. Your central banks 
continue to, uh, you know, metric tons, three, 337 metric tons of gold this last third quarter. You know, it's the second largest quarter on record. So yeah, why, why are why they are, on a gold buying bender? Uh, Brian? Yeah. Why would they be doing yeah, that? Why, that's right. Why, why are these central banks buying gold? What are they are telling us one thing, but doing something else? Yeah, that's pretty much the problem. But you know what? Even the banks, yeah. though, let's be clear. Even the banks can't escape dishonest fiat money, ladies and gentlemen. Headline says Citigroup. That's a massive bank. Citigroup begins massive layoffs. We'll begin cutting employees ASAP, says the headline, Brian. Yeah, well, they got to let, let go of some of the people so they can spend the money on gold. So they're replacing gold with uh, individuals. <laughs> what do you think of that, Elder? We can't, we can't keep the people needing the money to free up to buy some gold. But yet, don't buy gold. That's a fool man's game. That's some whacked out conspiracy theory, extreme psychotic uh, the Christian male, um, I don't know, whatever, money denier or something like that, you know. But yet, they're yep. doing the, the same deal. What gives? <laughs> It's, you know, when push comes to shove, you, you know, put, push the employees off the boat and uh, buy some gold. There you go. Yeah, I will say this, though. The gold's heavier than the people. If you're on a boat, it's going to sink, baby. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, listen. You better... Speaking of people, Brian, I, I really got this interesting story that I want to bounce off you and Eldon and discuss this in detail because, man, this is crazy. So not only are people losing their jobs left and right in this, quote, what do they call this thing? Bidenomics. Uh, anyway, here's the headline. Millionaires. See, when I was a kid, Brian, when you said millionaire, you were like, Wow. That person has made it, baby. I mean, you're a millionaire. You are set for life. And in the olden days, that was true. Now that you know that our finance reality check based on the fiat dollar, look, it's lost 97% of its value. So the, the, the simple way to state it is about 35 times loss or decrease in value so what used to buy something buys 35 times less now proof in the pudding take a current fiat dollar takes 35 dollars to buy a silver eagle silver dollar which used to be a dollar all right so it takes 35 dollars to buy a dollar of yesteryear that's how much wealth we've lost so a millionaire back in the day was like you've made it you'd have to be a 35 millionaire or 35 million uh, in your quote i don't know what you want to call it um in the asset column, your, your wherewithal, okay, um, to equal the same thing. So here's the headline. Millionaires feel like they're just middle class these days. Only 8% of those with at least a million dollars consider themselves wealthy at all, the headline says. And then it goes on. We'll talk about the survey, but your comments on that first, Brian, isn't that fascinating? Millionaires are only, only middle class now. That's right. Well, you've lost, you've lost that, that, uh, you know, where's your bottom dollar? I mean, if it's in paper and so on, and that's starting to crumble or your buying power or what, whatever your investments are. I mean, that, you know, basically a millionaire is not a big deal anymore. You know, you just, you're, yeah, you're average basically, right? It's now it's the, 
the the multi-billionaires or or trillionaires. I mean, it's you look at the amount of money that we're spending on athletes and so on, hundreds of millions of dollars to to secure this athlete. Or a coach gets fired, but they pay him out in seventy-two million dollars. I, I mean, it's, it's it's crazy. So it's yeah, easy well, come, you're easy a billionaire, go. Right, Ryan? Yeah, I've got a million pennies. I've got a million. Yeah, I'm close to a million nickels, I guess. Or well, I don't yeah. know. Probably not. Don't make you have one of them Zimbabwe pennies. notes, Brian? Oh yeah. Hey, hey, I do. I've got. I'm, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got some of those. You're, you're a trillionaire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> what? But look, a millionaire is not too hard to achieve, though. And I'll give you an example. I bought my house in 2002 for 150 thousand dollars. I thought it was a little high at the time, but I bought it anyway, and 150 grand. Now my house is worth a half a million. So when you yeah. kind of start to put that together yeah. and a 401k together and, you know, a lot of basic things that people, you know, generally have that they built up a little bit over time, a lot of people are a millionaire. I'm, I'm probably close to a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that I have any free money available, though, anymore, Eldon. That just means I got, you know, some assets that have supposedly appreciated in value to extreme numbers. But that doesn't mean anything because my income doesn't match that. My day-to-day expenditures and my lifestyle doesn't match any of that at all, Eldon. Yeah, it's uh, there's a book I read the other day, The Millionaire Next Door, and it's a really good book. Um, but, yeah, part of the formula with that is that a million dollars doesn't really go as far as it used to. And so there are more people that have, a million dollars in net assets, um, but they don't have nearly what you think they would have. <laughs> so it's um, it, being a millionaire isn't what it used to be, I guess. Well, just imagine my house goes back to what it was worth when I bought it. Just in other words, it goes back down to reality. Instantly, I'm not yep. a millionaire anymore, Brian. Well, that's it. Plus, plus your your you know a lot of that million dollars is in assets, perhaps not available to use as as uh, all of it is. Besides my yeah. paycheck and a little bit of savings for a rainy day fund, all of it is, Brian. That's my point. Correct. That's it. You know, and and so people, yeah, we have it on paper. We could write it down on paper, just like, you know, I mean, it's the Fed. How how they're they're multi billionaires in debt or trillion dollars in debt. So. But yet they continue to spend when they don't have it. So that's, I think, the big the, the issue that we we don't like is the fact of of the troubling that's happening around us because they oh there's money coming in. Well, is it debt because of illegal trading by these big banks? Is it what is this money coming in? So you feel you can spend it? Well, yeah, we don't have it available, and that's the issue. Well, and if I'm a millionaire, <clears throat> you know, I'm supposed to get surgery coming up. If I'm a millionaire, I'm supposed to pay $4,000 for my deductible. Uh, and I'm struggling to figure out how I'm going to get that deductible money. <laughs> and then all the other costs to get there for the surgery, I got to fly to Denver and I got to, it's going to cost me thousands of dollars that I don't just really have, you know, like available to me, really. I'm just super, what do you call it, man? I'm a rich dad and a poor dad. They, you know, used to be one or the other in a book. I'm both, Brian. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's, I can tell you that the it. first people to congratulate you be on on being a millionaire is the assessor's office. Oh, ouch! Yeah, yeah. and they'll right? raise my taxes to where I'm a millionaire, but I can't even afford my taxes and my mortgage. How's that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. Is so the say, congratulations. We're, we're going to tax you some more. <laughs> Here's the rest <laughs> of the story on this. I find this fascinating. In the survey of more than 3,000 U.S. adults, nearly 600 were found to have a million or more in, quote, investable assets. Now, that's an interesting term, investable assets. But only 8% of those consider themselves wealthy. A majority of that, quote, millionaire group, 60, uh, 60% say they consider themselves to be upper to middle class at best. Now, listen, another 31% say they're simply middle class. So 90-plus percent of them literally say, yeah, we're middle to upper class at best. Hang tight. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, live, rustweddinggift.com. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. The Israel and Hamas war is now in its 40th day. The Israeli military has raided Gaza's main hospital and says it's a targeted operation against Hamas terrorists. The U.S. confirmed yesterday that Hamas uses hospitals and tunnels underneath to hide, hold hostages, and conduct war. The House on Tuesday passed stopgap legislation to keep the federal government operating past this weekend sending the bill to the Senate yesterday. That chamber also passed the bill, and it now sits on the president's desk awaiting his John Hancock. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin has expressed openness to a presidential run. The Democrat, who recently announced that he will not seek re-election in the Senate, told NBC News that his goal is to unite the political center of the country. Every American should consider, if they're in a position to help save the country, I think we're on the wrong course. So I will do everything possible. Now, there's a lot of good people out there. I hope I can motivate and a lot of capable people, competent, that they've just given up. I said, don't give up. This is the best country in the world. Comedian, actor, and TV product rep Kevin Hart is the recipient of the 25th Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. Hart will accept the award next year on March 24th in a ceremony at the Kennedy Center. The award is named for iconic novelist and humorist Samuel Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain. Previous winners also include Bill Murray, David Letterman, Will Ferrell, and Adam Sandler. A Missouri library is celebrating the return of its oldest ever overdue book, and thanks to its no-fine policy, the person returning it owes nothing. The St. Charles City County Library in St. Peter's claims that a Sandra Boyenton book was checked out in 1993. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA News. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. The six-piece towels that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, 
now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special and enter promo code USA or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. All right, back with you live. While Citigroup has massive layoffs starting now, millionaires feel like they're just middle class. 91% say they're middle to upper class at best. When asked what it means to be wealthy, all right, before we get to what they say, I want to I want to talk to Brian and, and uh, Eldon about this for a second. What do you think it means to be wealthy, uh, Brian? Uh, it used to be kind of God, family. Um, country, but I I don't, I don't know if country's part of my, you know, it's it's probably still a great country. Just we got problems at the top. But I would say God, right, though, God wealthy and stability in all three of those, right? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and to me, and I'm going to add my definition a little bit too. Uh, but let's hear Eldon's first. Uh, a lot of times people think of it as really you have options. You have options of what you want to do with your time. You're not tied to do one thing or another thing with your time. Uh, but also, you know that you have security, that if uh, the unexpected happens, that you're not um, worried about how you're going to provide for yourself or the people that you care about. Uh, and so, you know, some people, even if they're very what we would call wealthy, uh, they continue to work because it's something that they very much enjoy. So they they can dedicate their time and energies to something that they feel is most important. Amen. So I agree with both your definitions. Basically, we're talking security. We're talking enough to uh, have freedom in our choices of what we do with our time, whether it's make a living because we enjoy being in the workforce or enjoy uh, exercising our talents in meaningful ways. We're not forced to do something we don't want to do just to make ends meet. When asked what it means to be wealthy, 85% of the, quote, millionaires said it meant feeling financially secure, with 66% noting that being wealthy means the ability to provide for myself and my family then 58% agree that the term translates to the freedom to do what I want. Now, I look at that and I yep. say those definitions match exactly what we've been saying. I want to add a couple of other parameters to this before we go on because I really think this is critical. One of the ways that you know you're wealthy is if you can live daily and spend less than you bring in. Let me say that again for clarity. One of the ways you know you're wealthy is if you can live on less than you bring in. Okay? If your income is greater than your expenditures, you're pretty wealthy. Take a guy that only makes 20 grand yep. a year, just for example. 
if he grows his own food, if he has his house paid off, if he doesn't have any expenditures, et cetera, and it only costs him $10,000 to live, but he brings in 20000 every year, he's pretty wealthy. He's doing pretty good. He's free to do what he wants. He doesn't have a lot of worries. He's got the four fundamentals, shelter, uh, food, fuel, clothing. He brings in more than he spends. He's happy. That's wealthy. The guy that brings in $100 million but spends $200 million is, hate the term, he broke. He hating it. He going down. Yeah. Okay. Now, is this logical or am I kind of confused, Brian? No, I think, I think you're logical because I think, I think you, you're not uh, – you don't have somebody's thumb over you saying, "Okay, well, you're actually over. You're in major debt, and uh, you have some. You, you know, you're you're going to need to pay the piper type thing." But yeah, you've got the freedoms if you if you live within your means. You know, that was always a thing that you'd live within your means. And my parents, that's kind of what they were teaching us, and so on. And I hope that my kids and say on and so on would would we would live within our means because we have the freedoms. We don't have perhaps we're not tied or. Our hands are tied to debt, and uh, and so on. And, and I think that a lot of, that's that's I think the biggest fear in our country today. There's a lot of people that are struggling because they're in major debt, and uh, and that, that fear is that I've got to go stand in a line maybe and get food, or maybe I've got, I can't afford my rent. This where do I find the money to pay this? And, and so I think that's the you know are we free when we're doing that? Amen. So liberty relates to and happiness relates to uh, wealth, in my opinion, because what is wealth? What is prosperity? Is it just money? And I say to you that it's not. It's people around you. It's love. It's family. It's support uh, in many ways. It's um, all kind of things. But I find it fascinating. Here's what they say. Financial planning and investing, they say, was cited as the top reason that 80 percent of the millionaires say that's the reason for their relatively good fortune, followed by making a good income, 71%, living within my means, 69% say, um, uh, oh, it's living within our means. Now, I find that fascinating because it's all that we just talked about, but I want to add to this a little bit. To me, uh, look, there's a lot of countries that don't have a lot of things. But the people are happier than they are in America. Money does not buy happiness. Relationships Bingo. create happiness. Yep. Uh, connection with God, family, and, and a sense of country and a sense of being uh, provides happiness. It isn't money. Now, I understand you've got to have enough money to eat and enough money. I mean, look, money has a, a factor. Uh, but there's a point where more money doesn't do you any good, doesn't make you any happier. A near 13% in a separate poll or I guess they say 25, I'm sorry, the 13% um, is part of this other, you know, several different factors. But they say this, 25% of highly paid professionals, doctors, lawyers, etc., who make at least 175000 actually consider themselves very poor. Think about that. 25% of those who make over $175,000 a year Consider the zones very, very poor. You want me to tell you why? It's simple. No, how, they have massive no, student loans, buddy. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So by the time you're a doctor, you got 250 grand in student loans. 
you got a house, 500 grand, you got, and so, yeah, you're making a lot of money every month or every year, whatever you want to say, but man, you got massive debt. This is my point. Are you rich? I say you're not. Now, can you get rich over time if you're careful and patient and wise? Maybe so. But they say things are tight. Then they say, why are so many affluent people feeling under the pressure, feeling like they're not perched on one of the high social economic ladders? Why is that, Eldon? Uh, well, cash flow issues. <laughs> they're not managing their funds well. Um, sometimes they have, uh, like you say, relationship uh, is part of it too. Um, you know, you can you can be very, I guess, have a big income, but you're um, like we see with many celebrities, their um, personal life is a mess. <laughs> so, you know, in that sense, they're not wealthy. Brian, what do you say? Well, it's it's you know we live in the have it now mentality. So everybody, you know, even though we're in debt, we want to get in debt bigger because we. We, uh, you know, I need it now. I got to have it right now. What's that? Uh, there's, there's the, the song that goes, it, uh, money doesn't make me happy, but it can buy me a truck or it can buy me a boat or what, you know, so yeah, it can buy we, me we, a truck to pull it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we, uh, we live in this, I got to have it now type mentality. And, and right now there's a lot of people struggling and wondering where, you know, you know, the money's going to come from, but, uh, I got my cell phone, I got my nails done and they, you know, these wonderful, you know, I, I have money to do all these things I got to do because it makes me you look got good your nails or whatever, done? but yeah, my nails, see, the, yeah, that's what the, <laughs> yeah. I see these, these gals with these extended nails and I can afford this, I can get my cell phone all this, but I don't have money to pay my rent. And so, you know, we, we, we want it now kind of thing. Yeah, Expectations have certainly changed. That used to be this term called cash on the barrel head. You know, people were like, hey, I don't want to owe anybody anything. Nowadays, people don't care about that. That's part of the problem. The other thing is there's a lot of things we pay for that they didn't have to back in the day. We got to pay for two, three, whatever cars. Uh, we got to make sure that we have an ice maker in our fridge. We got to make sure we have Internet and a bunch of channels of TV to watch. And we got to make sure we can do our nails and our hair and our this and our that. And we got to go on vacations twice a year like man we're living the horrible life and expectations is a big reality quotient to this and that's why i say some of these countries that have less money and less when I mean, they don't travel they probably never even left their island in many cases but they're plenty happy they say the reason for a lot of this the factors are quote high inflation and interest rates as well as what they call economic murkiness in general as being contributors um to the problem so murkiness that's this feeling of being unsettled and this goes back to the constitution and the general welfare clause of the nation it doesn't mean give everybody a check that's not the kind of welfare we're talking about what it means is stability in the marketplace we'll talk about that with brian rust we'll talk about that with eldon stall we'll do it in seconds because i want to talk about that stability in the marketplace you can have that but not with fake money you can have it in your personal life if you get some gold and silver as a stability hedge. RustCrenningGift.com in seconds on your radio. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. 
For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. In the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24-7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801-706-6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So in my opinion, you'll never have that stability in the marketplace. You'll never have that general general welfare plan of the founding fathers in place without honest money, Brian. General welfare means that I can count on things, that when I wake up tomorrow, I'm not going to have to load up my fiat money in a wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow to go get a, a, you know, a bowl of rice or a, a loaf of bread or something. Stability in the marketplace means if I'm going to sell something in Alabama or New Jersey or Utah or anywhere that, you know what, I can have a stable playing field to work from that I can count on day to day. That's what we're talking about. And that's one of the huge fundamental pieces missing right now, right? That's exactly right. So I, I think, I think building that nest egg or, or you know, always, always, I, I believe in the fact of preparation is peace of mind. So if we're prepared, you know, regardless of our country running on empty, uh, you know, we don't have to run on empty and we can prepare ourselves. We can have, we can have, you know, some, some spendable money on the side that, you know, tradable money on the side. Uh, we can have fuel in a, in a, in a few gas tanks and, and, uh, you know, you know, some extra cans and different we, food and all those things we can pre- prepare and, and have peace of mind so that, you know, and for our, our, our friends and neighbors, loved ones, our family, you know, make sure they're on the same you know page and we're, we're preparing. And I think that really gives, gives, gives us hope and, and more stability. All right. Did you get one of them Tesla pickup trucks there, Eldon? Uh, no. No, I did not. Uh, what the heck's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Ryan, did you get one? Uh, I didn't. I, I noticed there were a lot of them sitting on the lot. No one no one wants them. 
So well, you want to know what, though? Nobody's getting the Tesla ones because they promised they'd release them. They started out in 2019 showing you how awesome the glass was as he, by mistake, shattered a window. It was a horrible yeah. look. And then two years <laughs> later, it was supposed to be released. It never got done, and he blamed it on the COVID and everything else. Now they're finally ready to release them. So if you paid down some money, yours is coming soon. But there's a glitch. There's a fly in the ointment, and this is what I'm talking about when it comes to instability in the marketplace. If you buy a truck, now this is not a trick question, uh, but it will be a trick on, the trick will be on you in a second. Uh, but it's not a trick question, so just answer honestly, Brian. If you buy a truck, whose truck is it? Well, I would hope it would be my truck. <laughs> oh, whoa, imagine that. <laughs> Brian buys a truck, and he wants it to be his truck. Eldon, yeah. do you see anything wrong with that? Um, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Not in the normal world we used to live in, ladies and gentlemen. That's the way it was. When you bought something, you owned it. Not now. No, sir. Mm -hmm. If you buy one of these here Tesla trucks, this just shows you that Tesla, you know, this guy, you know, Elon Musk acts like he's a freedom guy, but he's really not. Here's the proof in the pudding. If you try to flip your Tesla Cybertruck, Watch out, ladies and gentlemen, because fine print in your contract indicates that Tesla might just flat out sue you or sue resellers for $50,000. I kid you not. Wow. <laughs> Why? Well, he doesn't want you doing that, buddy. So it's not really your truck, Eldon. I mean, it kind of is with strings. Uh, uh, great. Great, yeah. That uh, that sounds like uh, <laughs> these these deals that people say. Well, you have you can use your private property, but the homeowners association is going to decide what you actually do with your private property. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know what flipping means. If I buy a car, um, <laughs> I don't. Well, usually it's. You fix it up and resell it if it's fixing a house, something like that. But. Yes, but a house I get a little bit only because of the contract in which you sign because you are um, you have a loan. There might be some anti-flipping rules based on the loan and the bank saying, if we're going to lend you the money, you can't sell it. I, I understand that if you buy a house outright, I don't understand it. Uh, the market is the market. The free market says if I buy it at this, if I fix it up and change curb appeal and do whatever I do and it's now worth that and somebody wants to give me that, it's proven that's what it's worth. It's not. I don't, I don't really like the flipping term. Uh, but suffice it to say, people buy and sell based on what the market will bear. But if I have a truck and I uh, four years ago in 2019 put down a buck or whatever it cost to get one of these suckers, then I finally decide for whatever reason I don't want it and I want to buy it because I had my option on it, and then I want to sell it and make 10 or 15 grand. They're saying I can't do that with my own, quote, private property, Brian. And what will happen is the government <laughs> will charge you yearly on your private property taxes. But yet Elon says it's his or that he has control over your private property. The government has lien on your private property, and so does Elon. Elon Musk wow. or Tesla. And I kind of go, do we have private property anymore, Brian? That This is what I mean by the general welfare. This impedes the free market, the general welfare, the stability of our economy like you wouldn't believe. Who the heck wants to buy one of those now? Not me. Yeah, that's right. And and buyer beware, I guess, because, uh, you know, I, what was it? There was somebody that had an issue with uh, Tesla, and they kept calling and calling and calling, and that irritated them that they were still calling. 
Well, they just they just turned his locked his car out, so he couldn't get in the trunk, couldn't drive it. It just sits there. It's a monument in his front yard, but he can't access it. And I guess that would be the same with these trucks. I guess if if they don't like what you're doing, they just shut you down, and you just sit on the side of the road, and you can't drive it. You can't. You know what was that you talked about? I think a school bus that went backwards because it uh, it just kind of yeah, shut man, down. Yeah, man, it was in San Francisco and it just couldn't go up the hill control. there, buddy. Yeah, out of control. I, I there was that interesting uh, situation I know down in California where I, I there was a lady that uh, <clears throat> she meant she told the story of of her apartment. Her apartment was a a really expensive apartment. You know, maybe a upwards of a million dollars for this apartment complex, and she lived in it and so on. See, she's well, the a city came along. Yeah. Well, and then the city came along and said, well, at night we have to, you have to open up the hallways to, to, I know it's access to your apartments, all these apartments, but you have to open up the hallways where these homeless can sleep in your hallway uh, at night. We have to get them off the streets. And, and, and so they were literally walking over homeless. This lady said, I was scared to death. And yet she apparently she owned that property, but maybe she didn't. Maybe the city decided different huh well you know what the world economic forum says you will owe nothing and you will be absolutely happy Eldon. <laughs> right <laughs> all right we'll get eldon back <laughs> Me- that was that's a good saying sam you <laughs> will owe nothing but we'll be happy about yes, it. yes you're darn yeah. right you'll be so happy it won't even be funny see you thought making money made you happy no sir now if you try to flip your cyber truck watch out you might get sued and i just find that problematic i also find it problematic that not only can the government lock down your vehicle at a moment's notice so can the quote manufacturer as if it's somehow their vehicle on loan. Um, last story: Judge approves J.P. Morgan's two hundred ninety million dollar settlement with nearly two hundred Jeffrey Epstein victims. Now, I understand they approve the settlement. J.P. Morgan's happy. I guess the idea is J.P. Morgan helped Jeffrey Epstein with his finances so that he could go ahead and just abuse everybody on the planet. My problem with this, Brian, is we satisfied the money thing. J.P. Morgan paid. They're now off the hook. No admission of wrongdoing or anything else like that, whatever. <clears throat> the victims uh, get some change. But at the end of the day, I go, who committed the crimes and who's going to prison? Answer, nobody. Yeah. Yeah, we get back to that accountability we talked about here a couple weeks ago. I mean, what where's the where's the accountability? That seems to be uh, a really big flaw in in the in our country today is there's just no accountability. <clears throat> anyway, it's just shocking. I don't know how to kind of handle it. What do you say to that though, Eldon? Think about that. No accountability. You know what? They're going to pay 219 million or whatever it is, 290 million. They're going to go ahead and settle with these people, the victims and JP, everybody kind of passed around a little bit of money. Nobody's going to prison for this criminal activity, though, that I can see. Yeah, it, uh, it's it, too often the case. People skirt accountability. They'll settle or plea bargain or something, you know. There you have it. All right, the only thing I can say left before the end of the hour is thank you so much, my middle-class millionaire friends. <laughs> Hey, thanks, Sam. God, family, and country. There we go. 
Folks, look, the American dream is slipping away because of this lie, <clears throat> inflation, because of fiat money, <clears throat> because uh, they have betrayed this general principle of the general welfare of America, stability in the economy, this reality of the free market, supply and demand and everything else. They've tampered with so many aspects of this now. The only way to improve it is for government to start to back out of a lot of these things that they have created moral hazard in, Brian, and there's no other answer. In the meantime, you can't solve the problem nationally, uh, individually, if you will, but you can take care of your family. You can get gold and silver as a hedge. Don't make it everything in your life. Make it part of your portfolio, but use it as a way. If you ever need to borrow that you've got the ability, if you ever need to have stability in your in your uh, portfolio to do so, Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com is the man that can help you. You have a friend in the honest money business. Brian, final word to you this hour, sir. Well, I think you're right, Sam. I, I think people, you know, that peace of mind obviously is preparation, and I think there's a lot of ways we can prepare. We can unite our families and, and bring them together, and let's let's have a plan, and uh, let's continue to call on God to help us uh, through all these trials and tribulations that uh, the world uh, is, is, is ex- experiencing, so... You're doing a great job, Sam. Appreciate your voice. And the last comment I want to make, and I want you to respond to this before we let you go, Brian. Listen, this is not a panic plan, ladies and gentlemen. I know the economy's in trouble and things seem dire, but don't fall for that either. All you got to do is get with Brian and get with somebody who can give you guidance and slowly, steadily, methodically, consistently put things in place. That's all we're advocating. We're not trying to sell by panic or make you paranoid or make you freak out. We're just trying to tell you we have an option a solution, and steady, continual efforts, those are the key. One, two, three, four, five years down the road, you'll look back and go, wow, you know what? It hasn't taken much out of my life to do this. It's just a little bit of planning, a little bit of redirecting of funds, and before you know it, it pays off in a big way. Do that with food. Do that with constitutional currency. Don't panic. Just be methodic or methodical. Just be consistent. Just work with somebody who knows how to help you. And that steady, consistent over time makes the huge difference. Brian, final word on that. Amen, Sam. That was well said. That's exactly right. All right, brother. We appreciate you and all that you do. Brian has all kinds of constitutional currency and he recommends you put it in your hand. So he doesn't want to just have you spend money and then he'll keep all the money for you in case something goes bad, you know. He wants you to take possession of the metals yourself because that's, right. that's where if you ever need it, you have it. You don't hope somebody else has it for you. And so take possession of the metals is our first advice. Second advice is to slowly but surely, methodically build wealth. RustCoinandGift.com is here to help. And don't dip your toe in the crypto. That's going sideways <laughs> left and right, ladies and gentlemen. There you, but do there get you those incredible silver nickels, though. They're worth more than a nickel. I can promise you that. Thanks, Brian. Hey, thanks, Sam. Appreciate you. RustQuantumGift.com doing a phenomenal job as well. We'll welcome Brian and Kelly back next week. Eldon Stahl with us this hour and next. We have an incredible, interesting guest coming up about election integrity, about stability in voter rolls and more. It'll be an incredible interview coming up in mere seconds. Thanks for being alongside. For the ride, I am Sam Bushman. Donate liberally. LibertyRoundTable.com. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.